This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi everyone, welcome back to Living the Gospel. I'm Kathy. And I'm Julia. And thank you for joining us today. And if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome here. And if you're a regular listener, thanks for thanks for listening. So our topic for today is something that Jesus said. The verse in John 8, verse 36, he said, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So the freedom that we have in Christ, it's written another way in Galatians 5, verse 1. Julie, do you have that verse there? I sure do. Yeah, it says in Galatians 5, verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Yeah, so what is that liberty we have in Christ? That's what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about. And we're going to really get want to get down to what are we free for. So on our website, we have an article called The Truly Free Christian. So we're just going to read through that a bit and talk about it a bit. So it starts with a section called Freedom in Christ. Through his death on the cross, Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. So freedom in Christ is a grace we cannot comprehend. And that includes freedom from so many things which we experience here and now in in our day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. So, that verse that was just read there from Romans 8, 2, talks about the law of sin and death. And what is that? That's simply everything in everything in nature, everything in this universe is is goes according to laws. God's laws. God's laws. And the law of sin and death is just simply like it's written in Romans that the wages of sin is death. And it's as simple as that. And if you sin, you cannot avoid the death that comes as a result of it. Right. So then this freedom in Christ really is a grace that we can't comprehend, that we can come away from this law of sin and death. Yeah. Well, first of all, in that he died on the cross for us and he took that burden, he paid that price for us, right? So, for the sin that we have committed, we can be completely forgiven for that. Yeah. And that we definitely don't understand. I don't think we can comprehend really the grace that that is. What a tremendous sacrifice he made for us. Yeah. 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 I know I don't, and it's something I need to think about and meditate on much more to really see what it is he did for us, and that that should lead me to such a reciprocal love for him that I would do anything for him. Right. And what what does he require of me is that I lay down my life, right? That I, I give up my own will. And like he taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer that... Thy will be done on earth as it is in yeah, heaven. Yeah. Thy will. So, that's that really is right. what... Because the reason that Jesus came down to earth and did all of this for us is because he wanted brothers. Yeah. In other words, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And that's what he wants for me. And that's why he, you know, his whole life long used the death of the cross on sin in his flesh. And that's why he died on the cross for us. And what we can do back for him, like you said, in that reciprocal love is to is to come free from sin and to lay our lives down so that we can become somebody who's worthy yeah. of being his brother or sister. Yeah. Which leads us right into this next part of the article, which is titled, Freedom to Not Commit Sin. So, to sin, to commit sin, is to do what we know beforehand, to be against God's word and will. So, I'm going to read a little bit more of that story from John 8, where Jesus said, that if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed, and what it was in response to. So, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So, to commit sin, quite simply, is to be a slave of it. Is to be a slave of it. And it doesn't feel like that, right? Like, in a way, because we're tempted, like we read, and we've talked about this before, when we're drawn away by our own lusts and desires. So, we're tempted to do things which are obviously what we want to do by nature. Yeah, it's it, and like we have to really understand that it's in our nature to want these things mm-hmm. to or or to feel a certain way, right? And then it, you can think that it's freedom to just be able to just follow that and just yeah. do that and you know, go yeah. with whatever comes up and I can yeah. do what I want and you know, if I'm annoyed by something, if I want to go do something that I know isn't going to be encouraging or edifying for me i can go and do that because i have freedom but that's actually that leads to death right and that's the opposite yeah and that's what our short-sighted kind of natural human understanding doesn't see in the moment is that this thing that i think is freedom is actually bondage yeah and like it's written in hebrews about moses that that he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin so we know that while it feels like it's something you want in the moment to to give in to those lusts and desires from your flesh, we know that those are passing pleasures to give in to that. Because while you have freedom to make your own choices, that's a big thing that God gave us, is free will to make our own choices. Right. And we have that. But it is also a law, like we talked about those laws before, that you have to reap what you sow. And even though there's forgiveness, and there is forgiveness for sins, if we are consciously deciding to do what we know is wrong, we have to reap from yeah, that. Yeah. And forgiveness comes with repentance too. Like, of yeah. course, if I become a Christian and I repent, or even if I am already a Christian and I've done something and I repent for it and ask for forgiveness, then I'll be forgiven. But if I have this attitude that, oh, there's forgiveness, I can do whatever I want, we have freedom, yeah. we have free will, there's not grace over that for forgiveness. No. And I don't think, most people probably people, don't think people like don't that. People don't think but, that. But, you know, we can be a little subconsciously mm-hmm, think, like, mm-hmm. it's not so serious yeah. because... We, we serve a loving, merciful yeah. God. But the grace and the love that God has for us, actually, the way that He shows that to us is by giving us His Word and His Spirit yeah. to help us overcome sin, not by giving us a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. And if we become free from our own will, and we we're, that means we're free from di- being dictated to by our passions and desires. Because that's like Jesus said, you're a slave to that. If you sin, you're a slave to that, to those passions and desires. So, when we can become free from that, then that is true freedom, really. To not have to give in when these things come up, like when I'm tempted to just get angry or... Well, this reminds me of yesterday when we were driving, we're driving on the highway, a, a divided, you know, two lanes of, of traffic going the same way. And, you know, the left lane is supposed to be for passing, but around these parts where we live, people aren't always so good about using it the right way. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they take it more as a suggestion yeah. than a rule. <laughs> so, there was somebody driving in the fast lane going maybe one kilometer an hour faster than the guy next to them. Actually, I think their foot wasn't even steady. They were kind of back and forth. Anyways, nobody could pass them. And, you know, we, of course, as humans, are like, we can be tempted to be annoyed, but we weren't on any tight schedule. We were like, this doesn't really... 
we're not trying to be somewhere. We can just learn to relax, not yeah. get annoyed. Just, yeah. you know, this is a good opportunity for a little salvation yeah. right here. But then this poor guy next to us, who's like, we had moved over into the slow lane and this guy trying to get past and behind this car, that's not going anywhere. And he was getting so visibly frustrated. Yeah, and like, like, you could just see he's it. revving his engine. He's on <laughs> he's the tail. And back and, and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back, like, backing off and then, and then bumping their, their tail again. And like, not bumping it, obviously, but like, putting yeah. some pressure on them by coming up right behind them and and just visibly annoyed and i just thought like this poor guy i mean i i think i can make a fair assumption based on that that he has never heard a gospel that shows him how yeah. to become free from yeah. getting annoyed. And that actually the common human way of thinking is that I have every justification yeah, to right. be annoyed in this situation right. because this person because has done something annoying. They're being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> which, which can sound very legitimate. Yeah. But that's bondage to think that yeah. every time something, like we talked about this last time, it's about reactions, right? To think that every time someone mistreats me, for example, I have to react with annoyance, yeah. with offendedness, with pride, with yeah. all these things. That's bondage to have to react in that yeah. way. And then I know that in that moment where I'm tempted to whatever it is to get offended at something, to be bitter about something, whatever it is I'm tempted to in that moment, I do, I have to suffer a little bit to give that up, right? Like yeah. it takes a battle inside. And then I have to cry out just like Jesus cried out, Lord, not my will, but yours be done here. And then we reap from that the joy and peace and rest and the liberty from these chains of having to do according to the passions and desires of my flesh. The next part is called freedom to respect each other's conscience. We have freedom to let others be free. No demands on how people should be or what they should do. Each individual has the freedom to follow their own conscience and to be obedient to the leading of the Spirit in their own life. I might, in all good conscience, be able to do something that isn't freedom at all for another person, and vice versa. If we hold others to our conscience, we can place heavy burdens on them. Everyone has the undisputed right to follow their own conscience, and we have to respect that. The conscience is also fluid, changing and updating as God gives us light about different things. He shows each one His truth as they are able to receive it and bear it. This uh, to me, this section is this is an incredible truth. I yeah. guess if you want to say it that way, that God uses first of all that God has given us a conscience that He uses to guide us in life, and that when we start out on the way, for example, then you know maybe you myself I got I got converted when I was fifteen years old, and I didn't have a huge understanding of mm-hmm. what God's will is for my life and all this. But you start with the conscience that God has given you, yeah. and you start to be faithful to it. And as you are, then you you are drawing near to God, and He can speak to you more and more. Yeah. So you start to hear God's voice, and God can guide you in the decisions you make in life and in your day to day how to take each situation. And that's that is such an incredibly valuable thing, given that we have freedom. Yeah. Because otherwise. We just have freedom and we do whatever we want. But in this freedom, we have our conscience and the voice of God to guide us to make the right decisions and to take things in the right way in spite of the fact that we are technically free to do whatever we want. Yeah. So, we'd be lost without that, yeah. and without this conscience yeah. and this voice from God. Yeah. And the thing is that the Holy Spirit writes His laws on our hearts and our minds, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's not that we're all, we have a list of rules that we look at and we check that we're, you know, we can have a checklist that we're checking right. off that we've done this and we've done this and then we've done this. But the Holy Spirit works in each of us individually and he writes his laws on our hearts and minds and he leads each individual according to God's working for them, 
right? So, we each have to be obedient to how the Holy Spirit works in us. It's just a tremendous grace from God because we are we are all different people and we are not all the same. So, if we had this list of, you know, 125, well, that would be a very small number, probably, but anyways, if we had this list of rules that we all have to follow and we it's all cookie cutter and we all, it only works if we have the same basic personality yeah. and all this, but instead... God works with us on an individual level. Like you said, the Holy Spirit writes its laws in our heart. And that means that God in His grace has decided that we can progress and become free from sin. I don't want to say it in different speeds, but in a, in a way that He has custom designed for me. Right. So then if I look around me at other people who are by nature and by personality in no way like me, why on earth should they also be progressing in exactly right. the same way as me and following exactly the same steps as me and all the same rules? And and that would make no sense. No. So we have this freedom now because it's because we don't it doesn't operate like that yeah. because God uses his voice and his Holy Spirit to work with us on an individual level. And that's incredibly freeing. Yeah. And like it's written here, we have to respect that mm-hmm. for each other. And I think it can be incredibly hard. Like for me, I know, especially with the people who you're closest to, right? Like, you see them doing something, you're like, what? How? Like, how How are they doing that? Isn't that just so obvious to them that maybe that shouldn't, that's not how it should be? Because for me, that's what I know for myself, is that I need to not be doing certain things or going certain places or whatever, right? right. So, you see someone doing something, and you, you just think, what? How, how, can, how they? can they? Yeah. Don't, but, they, don't they know this is bad? <laughs> yes. But that's exactly where I have to respect that God is working in that person and it's i have no right to judge or think that because of my own conscience and my own what god's working in me they should be doing things the same way that yeah, i do yeah and i mean that goes for everyone obviously but for me i found it's most i i think about it most with the well, people that i'm closest for to for sure and and perhaps the people that you feel are most like you personality wise anyways and you think you get them so then like oh i know them well enough to know they can't they can't do that and but God knows the hearts. Yeah. And I just have to give complete yeah. freedom for God to work and yeah. for that person to develop as God leads yeah, them. Exactly. And and how that works on the in the details or whatever, that's none of my business. Yeah, exactly. And then that also prevents us from having judging thoughts about the others right. and and maybe a temptation to be envious of situations right. or in circumstances. And it just all these things that break down fellowship in our thought life and bring a division, right. they can all they can all be done away with. Right. The next section is called Freedom to Change, and this is just, I love this. I absolutely love it. So, we don't have to remain the same person as we start out as. God has given us each a personality with gifts and talents, but within what He has given us, we find our limits, that what we do is often contaminated by seeking honor, pride, and other sins. But we can become completely free from all of that. We are progressing on the way of life on which we find these things and have full freedom in the Spirit to overcome them so that our works can be purified, so that with the personalities God has created within us, we can be a blessing, a help, and a joy and a strength to others. That is glorious freedom, freedom from the constraints of sin. To me, this is amazing. It can be, it can be so easy, like we've talked about, to think that, uh, let's say, um, for example, I'm bound by... Um, fear of man being yeah. terrified of what people think about yeah. me and it can it's something that really can come up at every turn yeah absolutely. and to think and you can if you have this attitude of being unwilling to suffer sin and to death then it can be like oh i'm i have to fight against this and it's 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 this like it can be heavy like i have to fight against this and fight against this over and over again but really if you flip it around and think i have the freedom that i don't have to be bound by this for the rest of my life but to think 
to think that if that's the way I have to stay for the rest of my life, that would be bondage, but that there's freedom to change. I can seek God and work with the word and what he's, the laws he's put on my heart. And I just work with those things as he puts them on my heart. Yeah. He works so gently with us yeah. and I can change. Yeah. That's freedom. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I have to put this to death again. I have to put this to death again. And and if you have the wrong mindset, that feels like the bondage. But that yeah. is what's bringing you free from the bondage. Yeah. Okay. And then the next part of the article is called Freedom to Make Our Own Choices. We have our free will. We have full freedom to make our own choices. But we are still responsible for the outcome of our choices. When we choose according to our own free will, time after time, we have opportunity to see where our choices lead and how things turn out. We get a chance to see how good or bad our choices were. In this way, we learn lessons from previous experiences and learn to make better and better choices as time goes by. In this way, God trains us and makes us into unique individuals. Just just the way it ends there, that God is making us into unique individuals, yeah. like... Is there a stronger argument for the freedom that's in the gospel than that? Yeah. You know, God's not making us into into church drones. Like he's yeah. not you know what I mean? Like there's not this 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 is what a Christian looks like and right. everybody needs to look like this. There we're right. God's given us personalities yeah. on purpose. And within those personalities we come to the fruit of the spirit exactly. and the virtues of Christ. Exactly. Like we purify the the sin that's in, we all have that body of sin and when we when we're cleansed by the power of the spirit and by the grace of god we're cleansed from that mm-hmm. and then these personalities become pure and you, like it says then we have the opportunity to bless the others right and to be a help and a joy without this ugly sin getting yeah. in the way yeah yeah well and then that leads right into the next section which yeah which is freedom for goodness I love this part. Free to do as much good as we want. Sin is what hinders our ability to be and do good to others. When we aren't a slave to our impatience, temper, envy, etc., we can bless and be good without limit. God is incredibly good to give us so much freedom in Christ. If we use it right, we will come to peace, joy, and righteousness in all that we do. And and this is and in this list of things here, we aren't a slave to impatience, temper, envy, and I think a, a big one that's actually not mentioned here is just selfishness. Yeah, we're just so selfish by nature, yeah. and when we're when we want to have good relationships with those around us, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, whatever it is, and we want to be good to them, it is only sin that gets in the way yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what Paul wrote in Romans too, right? That when he goes to do the good, he finds the evil present. Romans seven, I think it's Romans seven. Yeah. Yeah. And we do, right? Like we want to, we want to do good for people, and we want, for example, to maybe with the, our coworkers at work, and we want to be good to them, and we want to show the the light of the gospel through our lives, right? And then we come into situations, and all of a sudden, we find that we're we're impatient with them, or we we're tempted to be impatient with them, rather, I should say. So I want to be good, but I find that evil present. But the amazing thing is that I don't have to act according to that. Right. And we've talked about that already, but it just so then I get I pray for help and I pray for power. I go to the throne of grace and I get the help to overcome that what I find when I find that evil present. And then I don't have to react that way. Yeah. And then you're free to do good without yeah. it being smeared with with yeah, the, the traces of sin coming yeah. through, you know? And that's the only way to be a real blessing. Yeah. So I think to define what liberty in Christ is, it's that liberty to live according to God's working in my own life and that freedom to not commit sin. And actually, I think if I were to maybe put it in a nutshell, 
the difference between seeing it as freedom and seeing it as bondage comes down to whether I have the desire to do God's will. Right. The Apostle Paul talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new man. And that is that that point we make, that decision where we decide that we are done serving our flesh and that we want to do God's will. That's That can be the work of a moment. And as soon as we flip our mindset like that, because that's what it is, it's a mindset yeah. flip, then this gospel becomes yeah. freedom. Yeah. Until then, it's heavy and it sounds like rules because it's all you see is what I can't do, what I can't do, what I can't do. Right. But as soon as you flip your mindset, it's, this is what I come free from. This is what I come free from. This is what I can do now. This is how I can bless better. This is how I can be good to the others. This is how I can become more like Jesus. And it becomes freedom, whereas exactly. before, all you saw was what you're not able to do anymore. Yeah. So, that's what we had for today. Um, if you want to read more, get into more about that, actually, you can read in Galatians 4, 5, and 6. There's a lot about this freedom that Paul writes. You can also go into the website and read this full article for yourself. If you'd like, we'll put a link in the episode description today. The article is called The Truly Free Christian. So, we really love to hear from our listeners. So, in iTunes, you can go in and leave us a review if you want, or let us know what topic we should talk about. That would be awesome. Or let us know what your favorite episode so far has been. If you have a favorite article on the website that you'd like to hear in a podcast, mm-hmm. just any any feedback or review at all. We'd love to hear from you. So, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.